Welcome to Being Bold, the show that talks about the journey to business development. Hi, I'm Cecilia Younger, and today we're talking to Felipe Zambrano from Avatrade Marketplace about being an accidental entrepreneur. Hi, Felipe. Welcome to Being Bold. Hi, Cecilia. <laughs> Pleasure to be here. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. I, I know we have talked about um, your frustrations in the workplace and how you actually turn really lemons into lemonade. So talk to us about Avatrade Marketplace. Sure. Um, so a couple of years ago, kind of post pandemic, post uh, during the pandemic, um, I started working for a company buying and selling airplane parts. Uh, I've been in aviation for about 12 years and just the process I thought was, was really frustrating. I felt um, like I was being a bookie, just picking up the phone, sending emails, trying to talk to somebody. And it's, it's not as simple as, as people think, you know, in 2022 with technology, you would think that it would be more seamless. Um, and then what ended up happening was, I, I remember this particular moment, I, I was looking for a valve and I was negotiating it for about an hour and something, had asked for some documents um, just to validate the part was in good condition, had agreed on pricing, everything. Then when I, as soon as I got the documents, I think I finally found out that the part was registered in Brazil and I could no longer use the part. So pretty much two and a half to two to two hours were just pretty much wasted. Well, why can't you use the part? Uh, so uh, the part originated or was built in Brazil. And because of regulations in aviation, um, it does not comply to be able to be flown in the FA or by the FA or in the United States. Oh, uh, yeah, yes, yes. Minor detail, which so you'll only be able to find that out in um, when you see the documentation. So uh, one thing I always say is, uh, you know, not all parts are created equal that you think it's kind of like uh, versus another product like blue T-shirt, blue T-shirt. No, not 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 so much. So um, that's kind of what led me to just thinking about there has to be a better way. It just can't be like this. Um, mm -hmm. Things just have to be better. Okay. So then what happened next? So I, I started speaking to uh, a friend of mine and now, now my partner about just this, and he's been in aviation almost as long, longer than, than I have. And it just, his, his eyes lit up kind of like an Eureka moment, like, Oh my God, I, I can't believe why this hasn't happened before. Um, and that's, that's kind of how, kind of how we started just thinking about how would we make it work? You know, the ideal situation, you know, um, I, I remember we opened a PowerPoint and just started taking like screenshots of like what we liked about, you know, Amazon, eBay, other marketplaces that we would want um, our product to have, or, you know, the industry to use. Uh, and that's kind of how it began and just a, a process of trying to understand technology and how do we get there? So it's, it's, it's been a journey. Tell me about the process that you guys have developed. This seems so intriguing. Uh, so one, one thing that's, that happens a lot is that um, people kind of, because the technology isn't there with our competitors, mm -hmm. um, a lot of people lie about the parts that they have. Um, that's commonly referred to as ghost listings. Um, so before, one thing that I've done is um, I used to work in a company um, developing like quality standards for management of uh, and storing of parts. Uh, it's called ISO 9001 standards. It's, so it's like an international quality control standard. So uh, one cool thing that we did was we wanted to leverage technology. Like that's at the forefront of anything we do is. Um, and also it's how do you 
uh, one of the phrases that's just ingrained in my mind is doing more with less and leveraging technology. So uh, I found this out through my brother. Uh, there's, there's something called robotic process automation where you pretty much create a code to run a certain, you know, if this, then that to be able to, you know, get to a solution and then you can be more efficient because there's less margin for error. So mm. I kind of started brainstorming about how do I build a process to audit and upload the information onto our marketplace. So um, we have a copywritten uh, code to pretty much audit all the information that our customers give us. Uh -huh. And then um, we use uh, Google Vision. So you can imagine, remember, like if you're trying to log on somewhere and it says, hey, click on all the buses, click on all the uh, bridges. So we right. use that same technology to be able to read the certificates or information to be able to validate the data um, oh. before we upload onto our marketplace. So you know if something is made in Brazil. Yes, exactly. We can try to know that beforehand. And, and what we want to validate is that, you know, people are, like if you say that you have a part to let me validate that. So what we'll do is um, we'll we'll check the information of the part kind of prior to, uh, to doing that. But you can imagine um, a, a medium sized company could have 500,000 parts. So it's something that's that would be very tedious if you were to rely on a purely manual process. And then right. through technology, we can speed that up hopefully a little bit. Well, what about the end user? I mean, how do they access your services? So uh, what we do is we have a team that's called customer success. So whenever we have a customer that wants to promote with us, um, the customer success team will reach out and work with them to be able to create that account, validate all the information. So we'll take that raw data Mm -hmm. We'll organize it, we'll audit and we'll do everything. We'll, we'll raise valid questions. And then before like we have a final solution, we'll get there. Okay. We'll review everything and we'll say, they'll say, okay, green light, ready to go. And then we'll just upload. Okay. Wow. Okay. Now tell me about the process you, you did when you were developing the business. So what did you and your partner do? How did, yeah. how did you get the funded and how'd you start? So we, it's a common term uh, called bootstrapping. I don't know if you're familiar. Mm -hmm. um, so bootstrapping is uh, when you just take your own savings and funds um, to try to make the business work. So um, initially, uh, I was I was working. I'm working now full time in the project while my partner is working. Um, so he's he's more of he's funding the business as he works while I'm fully dedicated into this. And then the idea okay. is that um, once we secure financing, then we can, then the idea is for him to come on board and then we can kind of both, both manage and grow the company. So that's, that's kind of the sacrifice that we're taking as, as we decide to, as we, as we're on this path for, for growth. So tell me about your successes. Um, so our, big success that, that we thought. So it's, uh, in March, 2021, the website was live finally, after lots of headaches, backs and forth, you know, <laughs> changes of developers. We, we finally had a website that we could present to our customers. Um, that was a really big success. Um, then we had our first customer, which was another big success. And, uh, our latest one in May, uh, we had our first transaction, which was, was an amazing sensation. It was actually, um, it happened in the morning and I just got a notification that we had generated revenue. You know, when you're, when you've been working on this for so long, you know, the first thing you think of is, is someone testing on the website? Did something happen? Right. Was, you know, was it a mistake versus no, it was actually a transaction. It worked perfectly. 
both parties are happy and then the order is on the way and so it was it was amazing it was congratulations it was just... and you said that you're looking at different models business models what really stuck out for you um to develop the whole business model that you wanted what what were what were the elements that you wanted sure so uh i think one thing that that i'm always thinking about is just transparency it's transparency it's just transparency in aviation you know avoiding markups having a real transparent market where people can find the true sellers of their parts um so with that we wanted like just data availability you know just mm -hmm. access to information knowledge is power so that that's that's kind of at the forefront and then i think with that it goes ease like we wanted something that was very simple very easy to use so one thing like for example for us ebay kept resonating a lot just because um transparent lots of access to information it's a community um more so uh and you know there's a lot of information you can communicate with a seller kind of before you buy Mm -hmm. um, and also aviation is, is an industry where you haggle, you wheel and deal, you negotiate. Um, and that's something that, that we have as part of our, uh, as part of our company is, is that you can actually negotiate for the purchase of a part. You can communicate with a seller, um, just obviously to make this process easier and kind of to, to let that part of aviation or the process stay with us as well. well are you just pairing the, um, customer with the person who has the part together? Right, correct. And and the approach also with regards to transparency is that uh, our model for the moment is that we charge per transaction. So what that means is that you because also what's currently the status quo is that people pay these annual memberships for these for these resources, for these for these business listings more so than marketplaces. Mm -hmm. And but that doesn't really guarantee that you're going to you're going to buy or maybe do you, do you use it that much? Like, what's the return, especially now that a lot of companies are more financially conscious? Mm -hmm. Is 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 this worth this investment? Is it worth me signing a three year or five year commitment? And there's also no transparency because you might be a bigger player and you might get discounted pricing versus a little guy or not, another person. You might be paying more. And this way, it's another, it's it's how we thought of, well, let's just make it transparent. X number of transactions times a fixed amount, then gives you that cost. Uh -huh. You don't use the service, then well, then there's no monthly fee. So I think this is has this has been really positive, at least with our sellers um, and also with our buyers, just just because they're they see it as more of a, an open way to do business. Uh-huh. Do you ever think about having your own warehouse where you could do drop ship? yeah i think that's that's a great idea um and we have considered that actually uh repair facilities companies oh. would much rather just have you have someone else handle the inventory just because there's a lot of dotting of the i's crossing of the t's with right. regards to documentation you know political economic restrictions so they just say look if you have the experience we're willing to we're willing to have you manage that process so we have been approached by them and then that would be it would, it's a great idea because we even thought about like um you know fulfillment by arbitrate and then the part is stored properly taking pictures kind of like same thing with amazon just fulfillment and then you have professional photos all the documentation is there so it just gives mm -hmm. peace of mind to the end user and at the end of the day the seller just you know gets their revenue without having to do all the legwork of maintaining all that documentation Right. No, I, I, I can see it. Um, I think as an end user, it's, 
it's nicer to have a third party verify the condition that it is the actual part before I actually put that push that button to purchase. So I, I can see it going that way. It's interesting. I had never thought about a marketplace for um, aviation, probably because I didn't know much about the, the industry at, anyway, but I like the idea. I mean, I like that you're filling this niche and you're having success with it, which is awesome because starting out, just starting your own business is, is challenging to begin with, but just having your niche, it makes it easier because you know exactly what you're selling, you know who your customers are, um, and you know much more about the industry. So do you have any tips for other people who are starting out as an entrepreneur? Sure. Uh, Cecilia, first of all, thank you for the opportunity to share my story and hopefully that inspires others. Um, and thank you. You know, it's, they, it's, it's, I, I tell people that we're always drinking our own Kool-Aid, you know, just going down this path and believe and believe. So, um, it's, it's, it's good for someone to see the, the value of the hard work that you're putting. So a couple of things came to my mind. Um, the first one it's, I, I love audiobooks. Um, I love learning. That's, that's something that I'm kind of addicted to. Uh, there's a, there's a lady, her name is Florence Scoble Shin. Um, she's like an older author. And so she, one of her famous phrases is act as if it were impossible to fail. Um, and it just mm -hmm. resonates, you know, it's just, it, it, it's, it's, I think it's just one of my like pillars, right? I probably read that phrase, I don't know, a million times a day. It just makes you be bold. Just go for it. You know, you'll figure it out. Things will fall a certain way. And, and it'll it's time to move forward another one that came to my mind is i just finished uh, listening to the autobiography of mark twain mm -hmm. and uh one of his phrases is uh if you if you're in the in if you're in the side of the of the majority it's time to reform um which which also makes you think about um you know just just you know just because something is the way it is doesn't mean that there's a better way um right. doesn't mean that you should that you that you should um that you should change, you know, that, that that's how things change. And then um, one thing is as an entrepreneur, it's, it, or I think just as a person, it's just, um, I, I don't remember who the person said at this moment, but uh, that said it, but it says the real story and life of a man is what he thinks throughout the day. Um, so it goes about where you put your thoughts and your attention to, and that's what builds you. So I'm always trying to learn how to grow, how to, how to be a better person more so than an entrepreneur. Like how do, how do I be a, how do am I a leader? How can I lead others? And, mm -hmm. and I think that that, that changes your spirit and your mindset and, and it just keeps you in the path. So I think like all those things are kind of um, just models that resonate with me. Um, there's just so much knowledge out there. And, I, and those are kind of like just three of my nuggets that I'm <laughs> happy to share with you guys. Now that's great because I think as an entrepreneur, you always need to learn and knowing what's out there and how you can be a better person. You're saying about your focus, about just really knowing or learning from day to day. What I would like to do is send you my journal. It's actually a Being Bold journal, um, business journal. And um, if you can send me your contact information, I'll go ahead and send that to you. But it's a daily journal um, talk and it just asks you questions about what's your goal today. And at the end of the, the day, you reflect upon it. And so that the next day, you can either uh, change what, you're, what you need to do to continue it or do something else. 
Um, but I'd like for you to actually look at that and, and give me your feedback if you would. My pleasure. That, yeah. that sounds really beautiful. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> it's definitely those questions that resonate and that kind of like, you know, if you don't stop and think about those, I think it's, it's beautiful looking forward to, to seeing them. And I want to thank you for coming on and sharing your story. I think it's a powerful story. And it's, I think more that more people than not come to a point in their life where they are leaving their job or by by force or by want to actually create something new to fill something that is not there. And I applaud you for your effort because I know that it is not easy. And so thank you for coming on and sharing your story. And thanks for listening to Being Bold. I'd love to hear from you. Feel free to shoot me an email at Cecilia at beingboldanddriven.com or message me on Facebook and Twitter at Being Bold. Thank you.